In this week's episode of That's Enough Already, I get to chat to a good friend and one of the sexiest women in comedy in both Australia and New Zealand. I'd say just in the Southern Hemisphere, I mean Northern Hemisphere, she's a dog, but down here she is a hottie matotty. She's the hot auntie of Australian comedy, Julia Morris. She's got a book out, Julia Morris Makes It Easy. It's half-baked advice from yet another deluded celebrity and it's an Audible original and uh, free to Audible members from the 22nd of February, so get involved with that. We had a great chat, but uh, I also have to give this um, a a bit of a language warning because we get pretty fucking sweary up in this Shh, that's quite enough. Just stop. Just shut your mouth. I don't give a stuff. Shush. Oh my goodness. So we are on. How good is it to be self-employed, to be your own company? Oh, it's so much fun, but no fucking IT department. I just can't get enough of it. I can't no. I, I literally brought Dan in from the gym. I'm like, you need to come up here urgently. How calmly <laughs> that did you say it? Too. Yeah, I was gonna say, how calm were you? Like Hey, Dan, when you get a minute, or you get your fucking ass up here. I've got five yeah, minutes. No, I wrote urgently in the, uh, in the, in the message. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, it's fucking urgent. Don't worry. Oh, mate, it does my head. When you're on the road, it's the worst, and they're like someone, you know, organise something like, oh, we want to do a podcast or we want to do something. And you're like, yep, yeah, that sounds great. And then... um you go on like two minutes before or five minutes before and then you go, oh, nothing I have with me supports what I'm supposed to do right now. And then oh the hustle, God. then you're like, oh, my God, I, I have to get on this thing, you know. Uh, oh, nothing oh. makes you learn shit faster than that. Totally. I had someone um, be abusive to me while they were waiting for me live on on a Facebook <gasps> Live because I couldn't make it all work. Oh, and you still went live with them. Well, I, I sort you know when you you know when you kind of uh, you feel like you're in the wrong when you can't make the computer work. Yeah, which I mean, let's face it, hundred percent of us have been in that position where you go, oh shit, you know, especially with the apps now that half of them won't is not compatible with Apple and the other ones are just for Android. But people oh. don't warn you that. Like I didn't warn you beforehand. I could have said to you, oh, this is not supported by Safari. Make sure you've got uh, Google Chrome. I didn't say that, and yet I went through the same trauma um, when I <laughs> when I first downloaded it. Hey, let me ask you something. That person that was abusive to you was it male or female? It was a female, and yeah. and and then as we were going live, she's like, "This is really unprofessional for you not to be prepared." Oh, lovely, and and she's in our industry. Admittedly, not in a performance role, but I was fascinated because I honestly I had to really give myself an internal talking to because I'm just like, you're right. I would normally just click off and just go, well, why don't you fuck yourself? Um, But she actually rang me. She rang me to just go, you've got, you've got three minutes to go. You should be online by now. This is really unprofessional. I would have thought you would know better. I was like, who are you talking to? Because I know it's not me. I'm getting in my car now, pandemic or no pandemic, and I'm going to come give you a hiding in your lounge in front of your kids. 
Oh, I've got a bat. Don't worry. If she wasn't in another state, I would have really fucking turned. <laughs> Listen, but that's the thing, right? Like that's what I, because the hashtag Me Too thing has been rippling through our community, our, our industry, right? And yeah. I mean, I've seen a lot of rogue deck in my time in the comedy industry, to be sure. And I'm sure that so have you because, oh, you know. totally. If you've been to a late show, if you've been to a festival and stayed after 10 o'clock, you would have seen deck that doesn't belong to you, that you didn't ask for, that you didn't even know you wished for. And I, I want to be clear here, we're only speaking for ourselves and not for the gay male population because I've said in the past that I I choose not to see a rogue dick, but then I've had some messages <laughs> go, speak for yourself, bitch, I love a bit of rogue dick. Um, and, yeah, I mean, if that's your buzz, then go strong. But I myself... Do not factor in rogue uh, dick when I go, I was just going to go out tonight and do a comedy show. Oh, heaps of rogue dick. I don't want to see that. Like I need to see someone's floppy nose hanging off the front of their hips. It's just Honestly. Like, and what am I going to do with it? Am I going to approach and give it a little tickle lick on the end or something? Like what, what am I meant to do with that? Is it? No, that's why you should always travel with a teaspoon so you can just lift it up. <laughs> Catch it under its chin and then smack it real hard on, on its eyeball. Now I know that's exactly what I'm going to do, right on the eye. Boom. Yeah, yeah. in the eye of the storm. <laughs> in the eye of the tiger. I just want to tell the the um, listeners, both of yeah, yes. um, how you and I met because I oh. don't even know if you know, like, um, how many years ago would it have been? Like, yeah, seven years ago, no, more than seven years ago, I was doing, oh, yeah, seven years ago I was doing Melbourne Comedy Festival and um, you sent out a tweet or something or Instagram post to support my show and I was like, who the fuck is this lady? Um, and then because we had a mutual friend in Beck Sutherland who's now both our manager. Amazing. Um, and then she, she um, said, oh, uh, Julia has invited you round to her house, and I was like, "Okay, cool." And this is for Easter, um, and I go, "Sweet, can I bring the baby?" Because my daughter was just born. I was like, "Oh, can I bring the baby?" And I'm like, "Yeah, come on, everyone's welcome." So we went there, and I still didn't know really who you were. I had to Google you, and then I, I was like, it. "Real, real intimidated when I got to your house." And I'm like, "Holy shit!" Like, because I was couch surfing at the time with a friend of mine. I was staying on someone's couch. And then when I got to your house, I'm like, fuck, she's doing well. Um, and I couldn't believe you were a, a comic, you know, and you were so friendly and down to earth and you did this planking competition with Wilson Vince. I'm like, who the fuck is this chick? <laughs> but from day one, you were so supportive and so, you know, like you would tell everyone to come to my show and you put it on your socials. And it's because you're funny. You know, but, but do you see like – Coming from a background where I was having intros like, this is the bitch that steals all my work, I hope she dies, oh. welcome to stage, Ursula Carlson. Like that was Amazing. an actual intro that I received from a female comic. You, you can't believe it at the time. It's like do you come out and fucking slap them down or do you just absorb and move into your own things? It's difficult to know what to do when someone's like that. Yeah, well, I just, uh, now I'm just... Because, you know, now they've gone the other way where they're not like, oh, you're stealing my, now they go, you think you're too good for us, you're arrogant, shit like that. And I'm like, oh, bitch, please, you're just bitter. The bitterness is dripping from your titties. <laughs> yeah, totally. And also, like, if, if you know, if people talk about stay in your own lane, I don't see all the other lanes because they're behind me. 
Yeah. Say like, yeah. you know what, I can't, I can't help you. I can't carry you as well. I, I haven't worked out. I'm not fit. Well, the other thing is maybe it's that there's only, I mean, this is me totally guessing, but there's a certain yeah. amount of jobs. So when you when there's a job you really, really, really want and someone else gets it, there's this weird sense of entitlement, I think, that happens with comics where they're like, that was my job. And you're like, mate, that wasn't your job or you would have it. So the jealousy of someone uh, perceived to be slipping through the system quicker than whatever the weird old school comics law is, you're just like, I don't know where your old school law is. I can't keep up with it. I, I can't follow those rules because all I'm trying to do is feed my family and stay afloat. I, I can't actually worry about whether, you yeah, know. You're offended. Absolutely. So oftentimes those people that are offended are just not get they're not getting anywhere themselves so they need yeah. someone to blame it on and all of a sudden you've ridden in I've got I've got a girlfriend in Los Angeles well she's not a girlfriend anymore but she used to she used to talk about how Kate Beckinsale took all of her jobs like dead yeah. serious she's like oh, all wow. the jobs that were uh, that I should have had Kate Beckinsale took and they're like really the <laughs> Really? Well, it's the same with me and Melissa McCarthy or Rebel Wilson. They keep taking my work. <laughs> they just keep taking the jobs. So um, <laughs> I don't know. And also you in, in such a lonely business, there's no one there side by side with you professionally to talk you down, to go, actually, that's not, that's not the case or don't worry about what they say or, you know, so we're sort of left in our own heads for yeah. long periods of time and that's when, you know, the first day you think, oh, God, that this might this might actually be what's happened there. By the next day, that's factual in your head. This is actually yeah. what's happened there. By the next day, you're like, I can't fucking believe that this is what happened. And then you're telling other people. So this sort of and then it feeds with people talking back to you about whatever that problem is. So it just all feeds itself in your lonely head. It's a it's a bit really odd business. Yeah, that's why I think it's so important. You know, when they talk around the water cooler at work, it's like <laughs> you need that lunchroom to decom so you yes. don't attack another person with you know and go, oh, you're so full of shit. But meanwhile, it's just all in our heads. You know, and yeah. we make it bigger and bigger. But as a woman, because you would have had this, um, what's a like to be a woman in comedy or the Amazing. one my favorite one is when people look at you and they get that sad look that sad distant <laughs> look in their eyes you know because you've got two <laughs> girls you've got kids they get that sad distant look in their eyes and they go what about your children when you're on the road do you get that oh. a lot yes like oh they're just home alone <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. I, I used to say they're in a, in the car park at the casino, which I always thought was terribly amusing. Um, and now, of course, you're not allowed to do those jokes anymore because it offends people's sensibility, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't even know those rules. But also, like, the other thing is, which you've just got to absorb in your own head, is would they ever say that to a man? And if you think they would, then that might be their comments on society or, you know, women being away from the home. But the other thing is people imagine what it must be like, put themselves in your shoes and they don't like it. They don't like working that hard. They don't like being away. I've met uh, other women who are like, who will actually say to you, I just, I just couldn't be away from my children like that. I'm like, well, you must drug them. Because it's a pleasure being away every now and then. <laughs> yeah, and they love it too, I think. I, I can yeah. tell my kids were, were um, fundraising for me to get the hell out of Dodge during lockdown. <laughs> <You know? laughs> they, they were sick of me staying at home. 
Well, also, we all justify what we do. I think everybody does. So the person who would stay at home justifies them being at home. We justify being away because you're just like, you know what, I'm providing a good life that I also get to be a part of with my children. Uh, You know, I spoke to uh, my absolute beloved psychologist about it and she's like, lots of people can do the 24-7-365 and still not put in the quality time that you do when you're home. She's like, that's the difference. Like everyone's at school or whatever. When you are actually home, you know, put down the phone do something with them, take them out, do some drawing. And the one advice that helped me was to take them out for one day, take them out of school for the day, only one child at a time, and then ask them what they want to do for the day and then do that. And you'd be surprised at how lo-fi it is. With the girls, I was like, do you want to go and stay in a hotel or do you want to, like, will we go somewhere? We could even fly somewhere, like however that is. And most of the time they just want to sit in the lounge room and do blindfold makeup on each other. Well, that's literally what we did last night, actually. It's the best of times. Other women might not understand that, you know, the... The quality time is, is is works for us. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Because I I figure before I um started comedy, I I worked in advertising and I'd work fifteen hours a day, easy. And then I still had to travel there and get back. So I'd leave the house before seven, get back after eight, um, nine o'clock, ten o'clock, something. Like, and then oh, that would be five six days a week. So if I was yeah, still right. doing that, I'd actually see them less than I do now because they'd be in bed when I leave and they'd be in bed when I get back. And that's if you're lucky enough to leave at 8 o'clock because when there's obviously yeah. a big pitch on or anything like that, you're not leaving 100%. until 3, 4 in the morning and that's if you don't sleep yeah. the night in advertising. Yeah, I mean the amount of times I slept on a beanbag in the um, creative room, you know, where this yeah. creative with a ping pong table and a beanbag. The amount of times I slept on that beanbag, I'm surprised I didn't get pregnant from that beanbag years you ago. Should slept, you should have put the beanbag on top of the um, on top of the table, tennis table. They've got a weight limit. I've tried. Princess <laughs> 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 Boom. Yeah, yeah. And then we hit the floor. Look, the other thing is, which, you know, as you get older, you start to get an understanding of, is just stop fucking judging me, man. Like I've got my work yeah. cut out with me judging me. Yeah. So I don't need you judging <laughs> yeah. It's not, and it's not just to say I don't give a fuck about your opinion. It's to then start to convince yourself of that. Okay, not yeah. only do I say I don't give a fuck about your opinion, but I'm actually going to start not giving a fuck about your opinion. Yeah, yeah, I'm actively living, not giving a fuck about your opinion. Hey, how <laughs> awesome is it to to be older? Like the older you get, oh. how how much do you love yourself now compared to oh. when you were in your twenties, thirties? Talk about let the balloon go. It's, it's the best. I also, I, I've honestly just, um, I'm already doing the old, much older person's uh, speak before you think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a gift. <laughs> That's how I started my career. <laughs> now I just say it out loud. You should, people's faces are the best. Where yeah. They're like, um, would you like to do blah, blah, blah. Actually, I really would not like to do that. Oh, 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 uh, um, oh, uh, I didn't mean to offend you. You haven't offended me. I'm just not going to do it. It's a sense of confidence and I think where we were trying to get to in our 20s and our 30s and even part of our 40s, trying to get there, trying to get there, trying to get there, I think by late 40s and certainly 50s you feel like you got there. So you're like, all right, yeah. I'm not going down the drain now. I'm not later. 
But everything yeah. I was hoping to do when I came out of school, which was to be able to afford my rent, to maybe meet someone, to maybe have some children, to uh, trying to survive, to, you know, not having to move back in with my parents, no judgment parents. So <laughs> I can't, I've done all of that now. So great. I did it. We're yeah. set. So when I see all that um, young people all trying to, uh, you know, get famous or try, you know, uh, certainly the Instagram uh, life I'm talking about is you kind of yeah. like, thank God I'm on the other side of that. I still feed Instagram, but I don't feed it with don't I look pretty in this photo shots. Yeah, validate me, validate me. Yeah, I, yeah. I love it. I, I've got a friend actually, it's her 55th birthday today, and she said, the last 10 years, so from 45 to 55, has been so transformative, so amazing that she has absolutely fallen in love with herself. And I thought, oh. what a great way to put it. Like uh, like you yeah. say, up until then, you know, when you're young, from from when you're a teenager to whenever you lock someone in, you're like, I just want to find love. I need to, you know, always chasing shit. Yeah, and then you just definitely. get to a point where you go, hang on, this is about me. I get it now. And then, you know. Yeah. I never had the I'm not good enough. I didn't. I didn't yeah. have any of those doubts, so that oddly was always sorted for me. But the things that I had doubts with were, you know, oh, I've got I'm carrying too much weight. This dress makes me look fat. Oh, how do I look in that? So for me, I was confident with how good I was at my job. What I wasn't yeah. confident with was how I looked. And I think now in the late 40s, early 50s, I'm 53 this year, is that now I'm like, am I comfortable? Am I warm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And will there be good coffee when I get there? There better be good coffee when I get there. <laughs> That's um, literally my 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 challenge in life at the moment. So how different life would have been if I had been able to let a lot of that go and be yeah. just happy being comfortable and warm. I, I think that's that's got to be big part of the secret. So I've, I've got, I had to get shoes for this show yeah. that I've been working on for the big finale. So it's a lovely brand new dress and the production was going to get new shoes. I kept thinking, like I've only got 987,000 pairs of heels that I no longer wear because yeah. you and I both are, you know, funky, groovy trainers at all times. Yeah. So I had to go into like a big fancy shop, into um, Le Boutin in town. I got into the heels. I, I, th I thought, I think they're paying $1,000 for the shoes that I more than likely am not going to get into except for maybe a photo in the future. Yeah. So I think I've now crossed over age-wise to just being like, goodbye heels, what do I need you for? Don't understand exactly. them anymore. And I think moving forward maybe the future generations, women will be sort of like, what were they for? Why did you yeah. guys wear those? It would be like corsets. Be like corsets for the next generation. They'll be like, why did yeah, you wear a, that? An actress will win in like 30 years, an actress is going to win an Oscar for putting her feet through that trauma of wearing heels in every, <laughs> you know, they go, oh, my God, she wore these shoes. Yes. The, the sneakers had this weird spike on it. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, you know, explain it to the kids. People are like they look so sexy. I'm like, yeah, they're also built for not getting away quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing that that's really drawing the attention of a predator is also it's like <laughs> strapping a stake to your back and going for a swim in a shark tank <laughs> with a lid open. <laughs> so, yes, come and get them, boys, in a meat bathing suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go for Lady Gaga. Go for a dip.
Okay, tell me something that shits you to absolute death in general, across the board, whether it be people, things, whatever. What shits you to absolute death? At the moment, I mean, there's a, I wrote a little list actually, knowing that we were chatting. One is people who are talking about air fryers at the moment are really shitting oh, me off. Fucking it's air really fryer. Good though. <laughs> oh, so Dan gets the air fryer. I'm like, is the air fryer for people who haven't tried fried food in a while? Because it's very dry. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, but the then it's the same. People go, well, then you're just not using it right. Well, it should be fucking easier. You know what really locks in the moisture? Deep fry. <laughs> <laughs> Oil. <laughs> yeah. The other thing that really, really, really shits me is virtue signalers. People yeah. uh, in particular, the Insta versus reality stuff where you're like, here's Insta but here's reality where you're like, okay, but you still have to put up a beautiful photo of yourself before you show what you really look like. Why don't you just put up what you really look like? Like what? Be ugly for a week. <laughs> Have a go. Have a go. <laughs> oh, my God. And the other thing, I mean, and other kids, other people's kids you and I have discussed at length in the past, yeah. but other kids sleeping over. Oh, just like, yeah. Oh, fuck. You know what finishes me? What's that? It's the thing when, like, play dates. Mm. If you like if you like the parent, sweet, that is the best day of your life, right? Your kid's yeah. having a great visit, you're having a great visit. Alas, if it is a parent that you cannot fucking stand. Oh, gosh. Then, now you have to hang out with that parent while they oh. sit there and wait for their child. Is that not you just the longest fucking day? And they're coming in. Oh, what about people who turn up at your house unannounced and ring the fucking doorbell knowing you're there? Oh, my God. Honestly, I could, oh, get I could take a bat out to the front door. <laughs> oh, see, I, I don't even let them in. I just flat out say I don't... <laughs> I don't like people in my house. I don't. <laughs> Neither do and I. So you know, popping in. Long road. You're not fucking coming in my house. Get out. Uh, my zingo dingo. I, I just like, why are you turning up at my house unannounced? I don't, I don't, like, of the limited hours that I have in my house last yeah. year, uh, notwithstanding, like, and they're not going to invite you in, then you're not leaving. I don't understand it. The other, the other side of that is going to pick the children up because my kids are a bit older uh, than yours, so my girls are now 12 and 14. So if yeah. they have a play date, there's this weird, so you know how protective you've been over the entire thing, you know, I need to see the parents, meet the parents, I need to know the parents yeah. before you're allowed to go there, all of that. There's yeah. this really weird uh, section between year eight and year nine, which is a section I'm in at the moment with my eldest, where, where they're sort of, they're this kind of very young adult. I mean, I still don't care. I mean, I'm like, you're not, you're not staying overnight until I at least, I have to meet the parents and I don't mean on the day I'm dropping you off. Uh, and then when I drop you off and I come in and I have a discussion with them, I'm about to hand over the most precious thing in my life to some knuckle I don't know. Like it's, yeah. it's, so, it's very difficult to know when is the right time to start to let little pieces of that control go. I'm not I'm not doing a very good job of that at the moment. So yeah, that's no, shit me. I, I said to my kids when they go, when am I old enough to sleep over? I go, when you're 45. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you can drive yourself. 
when you can drive yourself is when you can stay over. I never mind how many kids stay here. I don't care about that, which yeah. is such a double standard. But I know what's going on in my house. I yeah, don't know and, what's and happening you, in their house. Exactly. Yeah, I'm like I can trust myself, and I know I'm staying sober. I know you know. Yep. I don't have a criminal record or dark thoughts. I don't have an account on the dark web. Correct. I um, don't even know where uh, the Silk Road is. Yeah. I have no idea. Like I only just thank, thanks to the Trump administration, know about all these right-wing social media oh. platforms. I didn't even know about that. I didn't know about the dark web till recently. Um, so I guess I, I did learn a lot from the Trump administration and his followers. So Amazing. Well, I mean, that entire situation. I'll tell you what else shits me, which I know shits you, is when you put up something uh, on your socials, and someone's decided to come and fucking school you in the comments. Oh, what oh. about, so I deleted one the other day because yeah. I sometimes, I, most of the time I won't go near it, but there's also, there's some sort of fear in me that if someone puts up something and it develops into a story like it has for me in the past, I need to shut that shit down before, you know, again, same thing, before it, if it's up for two days it becomes factual, you know. Yeah. And uh, so then... Then the person got back and she was giving me, she was schooling me on Trump and the right, and the left-wing media have been disgraceful oh. and what a great guy he is and, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinions or some shit like that. So I deleted it. Then she puts up another comment saying, um, I noticed that you're trying to silence me. No, I'm not. It's just that I put up something funny and I only want funny comments back. So fuck off if you don't have something funny to say. I See, uh, and I get in trouble with Beck all the time, right? Yeah. Um, and I, because I do respond to people and she's like, stop talking to people. I go, but they're fucking idiots. So I see my fan page and my Insta page and stuff like that. I see it as you're in my house now. Yes. And if you're going to talk shit in my house, I'm going to kindly ask you to get the fuck out. Right? Totally. And the like, I, I don't want your bullshit in my house. So if you come on, in my house and they go, that's my opinion, then go put your fucking opinion on your fucking house, not in my house. So I know exactly what you mean about coming to my house and as if I wouldn't fucking give it to you if you did. But I've got, yeah. I, I might have a new way of thinking for you about that or, or okay. an, another Do way of thinking about it, which is. Please fix me. Just deleting it and not yeah. interacting with them will fucking shit them more and that gives me joy. <laughs> yeah. See, now, Dave, you said just mute them. They don't know that you can't see their shit anymore. They just think you, you're bulletproof. They're like, fuck, I cannot get through the armour of this one. I'm like, no, I don't want that. I want them to know that they blocked. I want them to go, oh, she's blocked me. There's nothing I can do here. Um, you know, because I always wear it like a badge of honour, like, ha, I got blocked by this one, and they take a screenshot. I'm like, yeah, how many right. people take screenshots and go, I've been blocked by this person? I'm like, hey, you're obviously a fucking asshole. That's why. Oh, and that's what that's what they wanted. Yeah, but you're just like, oh, oh, you're climbing up on my back to get somewhere yeah. with your creepy nutbags. That's actually a very good point. I usually block, yeah. but Hughes is right. It would shit yeah. them even more to mute them <laughs> and not interact. I reckon because yeah. um, there is a really old school expression which is never argue with a drunk or a stupid person. Yeah, because you go, you're going nowhere. What about you? Shits you to death. Shits me personally to death. Um, yes, my need, my need to help, my yeah. helping, not helping. Which honestly, I, I, 
Oh, I, I can't tell you the amount of sessions I've had with the psychologist to try and turn down the volume on my helping, not helping, because yeah. you're doing all this extra stuff to help someone, not, help they didn't ask for, yeah. and then I get the shits if they don't respond in the way that I need them to or want them to. Yeah. So, um, so yes, my constant need to fix is yeah. something I am working on but I am not on top of yet at all. Oh, I'll fix that for you. I'll do that for you. I'll go and pick that up for you. Can I? I'll send you. Oh, you like this dress? I'll send it to you. Yeah, you want my car for a week? Sure. Come stay in my house. Beat my children. I've just offered my car because a, f- a friend of mine's coming down uh, to Melbourne for a couple of weeks because his dad's not well, and I've offered him and his wife my car. Oh my god! Dad's like, are you not going to need your car? I said no, babe. I'll be driving yours. <laughs> Look, I can't really say anything in that regard because my father-in-law um, currently has my truck and as had my truck <laughs> since last year because <laughs> he lives in Brisbane, but he's come over to New Zealand to look after his mum, his um, ailing Aww. mother, ageing mother. Um, so he's just got the truck. I don't even know for how long. It could be months, could be years. Um, so, yeah, I, I yes. currently don't have the truck, so I can't I can't judge you for your car Fuck. scenario. Uh, and I think the, um, the other thing that gets on top of me is uh, uh, is privileged people whinging. Uh, what Dan says, no whinging on the yacht. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then the other side of the coin, of course, my mother says that everything is relative. But I, I think uh, watching those uh, uh, during the Australian Open and watching those tennis players whinging about being in quarantine oh. when Melbourne had been in quarantine for 33 weeks and they were like three yeah. days in. Yeah. <laughs> but then I did my... Uh, I did my CBT and I just decided that it was really funny to read everything that they'd written. So it didn't matter how offensive or how, uh, you know, elitist or whatever that it was, I then just started really laughing. So then I really relished the stories about them complaining because it really made me laugh. Yeah, it's like that lady that said she's walked everywhere in Brighton. Oh, she's so done all the streets in Brighton. Yeah. So that's like, oh, imagine being in an apartment or being, you know, oh. like in a shitty area and you're like, I've done all of the streets in Brighton. All right. Well, that's like the nicest area. So shut your heart. Totally. That's just, it is funny. Imagine being dead from it. Yeah, yeah. Or imagine being um, a COVID nurse or a COVID doctor oh. and just working your tits off and you're yeah. getting an allergic reaction to all the fucking PPE that you're wearing. Oh, and itchy nose from the stupid mask at all times. It just scratches your nose and, oh, my God, like, and oh. makes all bruise marks along your face. But this can't, can't yeah. stay in a house for five minutes. Yeah, just uppercut yourself. I can only imagine how big the house was too. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. with a heated pool and a sw- and a tennis court. Like, yeah, oh, my exactly. God, I am so really bored. Yeah, yeah. Just why don't you walk around the parameters of your property? That that's might be a new street. I was like, if people bitch and moan about staying at home, it's because they have no sex life or don't know that you can order sex toys online. And they deliver exactly. it right to your house. Oh, my God, absolutely. Just sort yourself out. All those things you wondered about yourself, can I yeah. take it? Let's see. And you, You've all got you need to do now. is panic buy batteries. Don't worry about toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> no, my duke, that shit up to the car battery. If it doesn't give you a concussion, you're not doing it right. <laughs> yeah, I'll jump the leads. <laughs> Where does the blue go? Plug it straight go? into the wall. Yeah, honey bee. Oh, my God, that is so like straight into the wall. Like that vacuum that you plug into the wall in each room. Yes. Yeah, yes. hilarious. Same, I wish same, I knew what it was same called. size pipe, actually. 
Yeah, I'm going to have I, to save for one of those. Hey, um, quickly, let's talk about your book, otherwise Beck will destroy me. Oh, my um, gosh. You, you wrote a book. Um, Dan helped you. I, I know yeah. every time over the last few months during lockdown when I talk to you, you're like thrilled about the book um, that's coming out. <laughs> Having to do um, any work at all. Called? What's it called? What's it about? It's, it's called Julia Morris Makes It Easy. And then there's the tagline is half-baked life advice from yet another deluded celebrity. Oh, nice. And it's written like mm-hmm. every time I hear a celebrity giving self-help advice, that's yeah. one of the things that really shits me because I'm just like you, you don't have a life that everybody else has. So how are you? I'm sure it's easy to give advice from your tower in your castle. So um, we started to write a book where we, you know, Jemmy did a little bit of material, but most of it is is, uh, it's completely diluted. I know I'm going to be in trouble with my parents. All of the systems are like, you know, like it it talks in detail about the power of negativity and uh, always complain and comsplain because I do like comsplaining, which is a a new word that Dan wrote for me, which is uh, that I love to complain but also explain about why I'm complaining. Yeah. So the book is really um, just through the through the lens of a complete celebrity nutbag. So none of the advice is getting you anywhere, but my God, it's going to make you laugh hard. Oh my God, I cannot wait. Oh yeah, next level. Are you going to record it on um, Audible? Yeah, already done it. Uh, literally, I'm, I'm heading off in about uh, twenty minutes to um, re-record chapter one because I kind of felt like. You know, well, you know what it's like when you're recording uh, for Audible. You, you, by chapter one, you sort of got to go back and re-record because you weren't in the same rhythms as you are once you complete the book. Yeah. So um, chapter one just needs a little more tickle, and then it's it's ready. I think it, it launches uh, halfway through February, and um, yeah, it's going to be absolutely outstanding. The easy system, and one of the photos on the cover of the of, of the book uh, has the word easy straight across my vagine. Amazing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's so funny. Still oh. better than Rogue Dick, mate. Yeah, t- oh, Rogue Dick is an amazing <laughs> title, by the way. Let's and yeah. you, and you should be like in in the shape of a country. Just be at the bottom of the dick in the poster, like sitting on it, like the little boy on the moon. You know that look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the eye of the storm. <laughs> Rogue Dick right. in the eye of the storm. That's the next book. I love it. Oh, fuck yeah. I love you so much. I love you too. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, it's warmed my heart to speak to you. That's enough already. Shut up. Oh, shush.